What are we talking about? We are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. First and foremost, let us, we will unpack this as we continue. We is the church, right? And then we have made it clear that not everyone who comes and meets with the church is the church. Again, we already know what it's not. We know that the church is not the building. But the church is people. What kind of people? The people that are born again. How do they get born again? By the word of God and the spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 has told us. Remember what we read last week. If any man is not, does not have the spirit of Christ, he's not of Christ. You are not born again, therefore you are not part of the church. So when it says we are seated, it's not talking about just everyone. It's talking about the sheep, not the goats and the wolves. But as I told you and I keep telling you, in every church, there's sheep, goats and wolves. I hope we have mostly sheep. Because anyway, you can't avoid the goats, they'll be there. Are you still okay, Bazala? So now we're saying we are seated with Christ. The Bible says we are what? We are seated. So which means we are not standing, we are seated. With who? With Christ. Who's Christ? Christ is the anointed one. So when you want the power that breaks the yoke of everything, how that power is found in Christ. So we are seated with him who breaks the power of every power. Now the Bible then says we are seated. What does that mean? It means we are in an accomplished state of being. What does state means? It means Christ has done all that needed to be done. Therefore, he's completed the task. The Bible says when he has completed the task of both redemption and reconciliation, on the cross of Calvary, he declares, he says, it is finished. Therefore, I don't have, when they were talking to him, he says, I do not sleep because I am up and about with the Father's work. Are you following? So I am not sitting or sleeping around because I'm busy. The Father is at work, therefore I'm at work. But in John chapter 17, he then says, Father, glorify me with the glory I had with you in the beginning. I have finished the work you have sent me. The Bible says when he has finished the work, he ascended on high. And he's where? Seated. So what does seated mean? We are operating from a position of the finished work of the cross of Jesus. Are you following, Bazala? We are not revamping or remodeling anything. We are only reinforcing what is already done. 
So this is the seat of authority. The Bible says, at the right hand of the Father. You know what is the right hand of God is the site of God's authority. Bibli God will fulfill with his outstretched right hand what he has spoken with his mouth. So when the Bible says the hand of the Lord was upon you, it always means the right hand of authority. Are you still with me? So where are we seated? The church is seated at the position of the finished work of the cross on the side of God's authority and power. And then it says in the heavenly Places. What are the heavenly places? The heavenly places are the realm that rules the earthly realm. Nothing that is the flesh or in the physical was never in the spirit before. Loud like it. So the spirit, the heavenly realm is higher than the earthly realm. The earthly realm depends on the spiritual realm. So the Bible says, now we are seated there as people who have authority. Obviously, you must now understand, if we are in the heavenly realms, it means we are above the earthly realm. I also started to preach. There's a revision here last week. And so last week we spoke about the fact that we are seated with Christ. And when we are seated with Christ, for us to change, we need to go through those processes. There is an old man. You remember the old man? Very corrupt, continually getting corrupt. What did we say? We must put off. Don't worry, one day we will talk in details about the, the Agarita series. And then what is in the middle? The renewing of the mind. Do you remember what it says? It says, you were God's enemies in your mind because of your behavior. Now what does it say? Renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind, your mind will always vote for the flesh. And then it says, now clothe yourself. If any man be in Christ, I'm sure by now you should know these verses off by heart too. If any man be in Christ, he is the new. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, what is the order of the new man? The Bible says the new man is being made into the likeness of his creator. The new man is born of God. The old man is born of Adam. Are you following? So, today... We want to talk about the positions that we occupy, the different positions, so that if you are a child of God and you live life without understanding the position where you are, you will fail, as most of us already are. So let us read. We, 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 we want to start the same place where we're reading so that by next week, I don't read. We just all quote the verse. How's that? It doesn't matter which Bible you choose to read. I prefer New King James Version. Today, I, I will read the NIV. Where are we? Colossians chapter 3. 
Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Are you there? Since then you have been raised with Christ. Raised already tells you that you were dead. Raised in this context means the resurrection. So, biblically, you were raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Why set your hearts? Because remember, your heart is the wellspring of your life. Your heart reflects who you are. If you fail, you start failing in your heart before you actually fail anyway. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of the heart flows the issues of? So the tongue is empowered by the heart. But as soon as it gets to the tongue, it is given power for life and death. But remember where it comes from. The heart. Are you following? So set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Now we know what does that mean. The, the hand of authority and power. Set your mind on things above, not on what? On earthly things. Clearly you are going to have a problem when your mind is on earthly things. For you died. You what? And what has happened since you died? And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now you have to go home and know those verses off by heart. Amen? Now watch. Every human being goes through certain stages of life spiritually. And I want to look at those and then zoom into what is our position now. First and foremost, you were in Christ. That's the first stage. You were in Christ before the foundations of the earth. Before you were born, you were in when you got born, Adam sinned, you were in Adam. Are you following? And when you get born again, you are now in Christ. Again. That's why it means you are born. So what does that mean for a sinner? A sinner was in Christ, but now is in Adam. And that's it. Are you following? And each of these stages has its own promises and blessings. And each stage is dictated upon by a particular type of death. Are you 
Okay, let's go. Let's start. We, we're just going to try and revise in the next 25 minutes. Let's start in Colossians. Right let's go to Titus. Let's start in Titus chapter 1. If I read fast, write fast. I'm reading chapter 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. Are you still there? Verse 2. Verse 2. Let's read verse 2 together because that's the one we want. Is verse 2 there? It says, in hope of what? Which God... Who cannot lie, promised before time began. What does the new King James or the King James say? That's the new King James. What does the NIV say? Before the beginning of time. So God, when we were in Christ, we had the problem. That remember is stage one, phase one. We are not in Adam yet. We are not born. There's no earth. There's nothing. So when there is no earth, anything Italy, we are in Christ. God promises what? Eternal so in God, we were already possessing what? Eternal life. Are you following? Phase one. Let's go to Ephesians chapter one. I'm reading from verse three. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us where? In the heavenly. So you realize where the blessings start from. The blessings come from the heavenly realms. Where are we seated? In the heavenly realms. So we are already blessed. But we fail to bring the blessing into the physical. You'll see why we keep failing as we continue. For he chose us in him. In who? In Christ, when? When? Is it there? Can we go to the next verse, please? He chose us in him before when? The foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He predestined us unto adoption as his sons and daughters, as his children. Are you following? Before the foundations of the earth, we were already intended to be God's children, to be holy and blameless. We are still in phase one. So in phase one, we are blessed. We have eternal life. We are chosen in God. We are like God. We are in him. So it's still in phase one. We're still in him. We live, we move, we have our being. Are you still following? Let's go to First Peter. Verse 
Speaking of Jesus Christ, I'm reading First Peter chapter one. I want to read verse 20, but let me read from verse 17 so that you understand. It says, since, since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as what? Strangers' way. On earth. On earth we are what? So, Lefati by right, is supposed to have xenophobic tendencies towards Christians. Because you are a foreigner. That's why Jesus says, I am not of the world. And they are not of the world. The world hates them because it hated me. Are woe unto you if you want the world to love you. Because you want to live like a citizen in a foreign land. Already, you and I are guilty because everything about us is about earth. But the Bible says, no, monaria feta, we are strangers. We love the world too much. We don't realize we are what? Strangers. So the Bible says, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down from your forefathers. It says our forefathers handed us an empty life. They have handed you an empty life. No wonder you are not going anywhere spiritually. You don't see that you are a stranger here who are from here, not from above. So then, it says here, you were redeemed from your empty way of life, handed down from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen when? He was chosen when? The Lamb of God. The Bible tells us that he was slain before he was both chosen and slain before the foundation of the earth. Okay, come on by understand. Maybe we're not Bible school, that's why we understand. In phase one, we were already blessed and God wanted us to have eternal life. But God foreknows things. He knew what will happen and then he chose Christ to die before Adam sinned. So you and I were redeemed by the blood before. The Bible says he declares the end from the beginning. Jele Paulus, he was chosen before the foundation, but was revealed later. Later does not mean it has not happened. It means you don't know it has already. So are you following? Phase one, wow. All of us are excited. Adam... God creates Adam, right? 
when God creates Adam, God wants to ensure that the promises of phase one remain. Uru Adam. Adam, I have given you all the trees in the garden. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat. For if you eat, what does Titus say? In promise of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before time began. Adam, I have a promise for eternal life, and I do not lie. Kimudimu ya sabwi maka. Hakiri kibata upile kao safeli. Kibata upile kao safeli. So Adam, let's have a common understanding to maintain the promises of phase one in Christ. Do not eat of that tree. For if you eat, you will surely die. You see, surely die violates the promise. Are you still with us? What does Adam do? He eats. What happens? He dies. What does death then mean? Remember, every stage has its own death. Death means separation. So now, Adam is a sinner. He has missed the mark. When God says, go right, he has gone left. Now he has become a sinner. Being a sinner for you and me, where are we now? We are in Adam. So now we are sinners. Why did we become sinners? Because the sin of Adam brought corruption to him. So what he gives birth to is already corrupt. How Genesis chapter 6? Irmut. All his thoughts now, since he comes from Adam, all his thoughts are inclined towards evil all the time. Even when he does good, he still does it with a bad motive. Are you following? So now, we have experienced death number one. We are dead unto God. What does that mean? We are separated from God. So now we are sinners. We are in Adam. Are you still okay? Okay, let's go back to Ephesians. Let's start in Ephesians chapter 2 and then jump to Colossians. Where are we now? Ephesians chapter 2 says, verse 1, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. What kind of death is this? Death unto God. We are separated from God. Are you following when he says you were dead? Let's jump to Colossians. Remember where we spoke 
Let's read Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. What does it say? When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature. When you were now let's, let, let, let's remind ourselves last week. So when we are in Adam, we are now old men. The men of sin. Are you following? Remember what we, we, we spoke about the man of sin. The man of sin is a son of disobedience. The man of sin, the Bible told us last week in Ephesians, he is without God. He's separated from the life of God. He's a carnal man. He can't please God. You remember that? I don't want to get in too much into that. We spoke about it last week. So the man of sin attracts God's anger all the time. Are you still there? But then something happens. John chapter 1 verse 12. But to as many as have believed and received. So so as many as have said, according to Romans 10.10, 10, where, how far is the word? The word is on your tongue. The word that we preach. That if any man con believes in his heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confesses with his mouth that he's God after being resurrected with him, the Bible says, now you are being saved. You realize what happens. You were in God. You died to God as you entered Adam. Are you following? Now you are operating. The source of your life is the old man. That's why you keep saying, me, me. They don't know me. You know which me are you referring to? The Adamic nature. What you've always been as a sinner. Now when you get born again, you are entering the third phase now. This is for Christians now. When, if you are not born again and you are here, you are still in the second phase. You are separated from God. You are heading for hell very fast until today. Today you will change your course. So... Now you enter Christ. I agree you get born again. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 12. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. Death entered through what? So the wages of sin is what? Is death. Are you following? Now, here's a very important thing that I want you to remember. I don't want to read everything. Death entered through sin. And in this way, death came to all men. Because all have sinned. 
Why have we all sinned? Because we are all in Adam. Okay? Let's jump to chapter 6. Because that's the one I want. What shall we say then? Verse 1. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to what? Are you seeing you die in the second time? We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized way into Christ were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new Teaching in a church has become tough, eh? People are used to fire and brimstone. Forget about fire and brimstone. We are trying to help you. I was in God with the promise of eternal life. You remember? Face. And then Adam sinned. And when he sinned, I was in him. So I died to God. Are you following? Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he who knew no sin was made sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. What is the wages of sin? He who knew no was made what? What is the wages of sin? Okay, you're getting it. He who knew no sin was made sin. What is the wages of sin? He who knew no Christ came as blameless. So sin had no power on him. But sin produces death because the wages of sin is death. But death has no hold on Christ because there's no sin in him. He was tested in every area but was found without sin. So he who knew no sin, was made what? Now God has to punish sin. And when sin is punished, death is the result. But the one who was not, who knew no sin is now sin. Guess what? When God punishes sin, how is he going to miss Christ? How not Ragamo Force? I the whole being has been made sin. Are you there? So, Christ is sin. God has to punish. The wages of sin is Christ must. Hey. This is not Romeo must die. This is Christ must. 
But remember, he has already died. So now, the Bible says, you who chooses Christ, you are now baptized into his death. So I enter Christ as he dies. Water baptism, it's dead. They agree we have baptism in the, into the body. When you are baptized into the body of Christ, when you get born again, guess what you are baptized into? His death. So you die again. But what are you dying to now? You are dying to sin. That is why then the Bible says, the life that he now lives, he lives unto God. Because he died to that is why it doesn't make sense for a Christian to live a sinful life. It means the revelation has of it way. The book of John says, he who's born of God does not live in sin. Why? Because we died to the power of sin. The law of life in the spirit, Romans chapter 8, has set me free. From the law of sin and death. Death has power over those who have sin. Who live out of the old man. Are you following, Mazala? So now, let's revise. Phase one, blessed, eternal life, chosen by God, everything. Phase two, I die to God, I'm separated. I'm God's enemy. Phase three, I die to sin. Are you following the process? Now, this is what then the Bible says. When Christ died, the grave could not hold him. He was resurrected. Who's in Christ? When I'm Resurrected with Christ, I'm resurrected as a new man. If now any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. I am not revamped. I am new because the old has died. That's why I keep saying to you, Vumela abafile yobasale guabafile. Who was in the second service last week? Okay, you are not. You remember what we said? Which we said you must not tell the people who are in the first service. Hurry. Most Christians here, this is what they do. The old man has died. He is buried. Ne? This, is, this is not necessarily true. It could be true. I don't know. I don't have the experience. If a person is dead and buried, and then you see them, what do you say? You see? <laughs> if you don't poke again, let me tell you what you do. The reason you can't overcome, remember the old man is corrupt. When he's angry, he boils. But remember, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, all these things are part of the old man. 
when you are faced with a situation that needs the power of the new man. I agree you are the new man. This is what you do. You see what you are doing? You are raising. Doesn't even the Bible tell you, do not consult the dead on behalf of the living. How come when you, you do stuff, you consult the dead? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't serve ancestors who are dead. How come you serve yourself, the old man? And isn't the old man dead? How come you are always raising him? Eh? Every time when you are faced with something, what I mean? What Obatolayo is the dead one. The living knows. Do not be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Only the dead are overcome by evil. That is why unforgiveness is the spirit of the dead. I'm sure in the context I'm saying you understand. Amen. When you are walking around with unforgiveness, I used to think I have the right to, for, uh, to not forgive. Yeah. No. <laughs> the reason you are park station Bangagwas is because you are raising the dead. Now, the Bible says, we are now alive with Christ in the heavenly realms. The old man must be put off. Remember the residue of the old man. We don't have the source, we have the residue. Remember the example of the hose pipe? The, the hose pipe is disconnected from the tap. But there's still water in there. So now we must take out the water. Are you still with me? Okay, now we can start preaching. So now, we are resurrected. Can you see where we are? And how it happened? We'll get into details as we teach each topic on its own in the future. The elders will do that. I was here. Wow, blessed. Got here. Wow, cursed. Back in Christ. Blessed again. The reason you and I look at people who are used by God and we criticize them and we are scared of what God is doing is because we do not live as resurrected people. We are carnal. We live as people of the earth. So before we can even understand, let us read Colossians chapter 1. Let's understand who is Jesus first. The preaching will start shortly. I'm reading. Colossians chapter 1. I'm reading from verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Let's go back to verse 15. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, by him who? Christ. 
All things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Are you following? Nothing was not created by Christ. The fullness of God lived in Christ. Remember last week we were saying Christ did not to save us. He did not deny his humanity. Last week we spoke about us denying our divinity. Here's the thing. Christ, I agree we spoke. Chapter 2 where it says just like we are clothed with flesh as children. Christ also took upon himself flesh. You remember that? And he calls us brothers. Christ ate and slept as a human being. He did not deny his humanity. But remember, Christ is actually Emmanuel. God is with us. So he was fully human and fully are you with me on that? So the Bible says his divinity, the fullness of God was in him. So even if as he was eating and drinking, in Matthew 17, when he was transfigured, can we just have some three shelters for you? Because the Bible says he didn't know what to say. He has never seen the brightness of Christ as God now. Are you following? So the fullness of God dwells in Christ. Hagarinok is the only person enjoying. Let's go to chapter 2. It says, verse 9, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been, I, I don't know, is it there? Can we go to the next verse? Let us read that verse together and go home and ask yourself, what are you trying to do? It says, and you are complete in him who is the head over all principality and power. We have been given fullness. Fullness of what? The fullness of the deity of God lives in Christ in bodily form. And you have been given the fullness. Hi. Next week we preach because we now you understand it. Others don't seem to get it. Christ is God. Being God, everything God is found in him. Are you following? Therefore, Christ, you and I are in Christ. And Christ is in us. We are made complete in the same fullness that Christ had 
we have God in the same way. Thank you, sir. You'll preach it after him. Are you following, Bazalan? When the Bible says, greater is he, who does it talk about? Christ in us. The hope of glory. He says the fullness is in us. Okay, now you're getting it. Okay, help those who don't. So we have been given the fullness of Christ. Are you aware of that? Let's go to Psalm 82. Because that's where our sermon is in the next minutes. It says in Psalm 82, God presides in the great assembly. He gives judgment among the gods. Okay, God among the gods. So God recognizes a certain level of beings or people as what? Gods. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the oppressed and the poor. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All the foundation of the earth are shaken. I said, who said? God. You are gods. For you are all sons of the most high. This is the scary part. Our sermon. But you will die like mere men. You are what? But you will die like mere men. You will fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. Now, there was a confusion at some point. Let me clear the confusion. The Bible says, when God created men, he made men the God of everything. What does the God of everything mean? The ruler, the divine authority. To rule. He was called the God of the earth. Are you following? But when man fell, the, his power, his authority was stolen by who? The devil. Do, are you aware that today the Bible calls the devil the God of this world? Are you following? So when it says God, in this case, it talks about somebody who has divine authority to preside over the affairs of the earth. So the first God of earth was who? Adam. Who's the next God? Satan. Right? Now watch. Now God says, Luna, I have given you divine authority to rule on earth, but you will die as mere men. You will die like earthly people, even if you are from above. Let's look at those people. John chapter 10. Who's tired? Turn to John chapter 10. 
told you TV is robbing you. Who has joined us in the fasting of TV? None yet. God, I pray of. God bless you. I pray for the rest of you to God. Because TV is robbing you of the stamina of the things we are talking about now. Other people are full of the holy weight. When are you are full of Hollywood? <laughs> Clearly the fruit are going to be different. Listen to what it says. In John chapter 10, reading from verse 31. Again the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to, to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any of these, replies the Jews, but for blasphemy. Because you are a mere man. Do you hear the accusation? And yet you claim to be God. But in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. That God became flesh. He is not mere man. He has just accepted to be like us so that he can show us how to be like God. So they say you are a mere Listen to his answer. He says, verse 34, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are God? Psalm 82 where we just read. Listen to Jesus. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came. What made them God? The word of God came. God sustains. He rules everything by his word. He made them rulers by what? By the word. He says they were gods because they were given divine authority that is in the power of the word to rule what was happening. That is why in the Old Testament, people like Samuel, people like Moses, when they spoke, the judges, when they spoke, it came to pass. Why? They were given powers of gods. Okay. Let's go to First Peter. Are you still there? Who's saying, now I'm tired. This is information overload. First Peter, I'm reading chapter 1 from verse 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying what? The truth. The truth, what does the truth do when we obey it? It purifies us. We are sanctified by the truth. The truth separates us from the old man and his sinful corrupt desires. That is why you must be a hearer and a doer. When you do the word, you become purified from sin. Hi. Next week, by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. Now listen. For you have been born again. 
You know how that happened, right? You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Will you get it? You will preach it. You have been born again through what? The living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord stands forever. Men are temporary. The word of the Lord is eternal. Now listen. And this is the word that was preached to you. By now you are supposed to be happy. People whom the word came to were called gods. But you, the word did not come to you. You are born of it. Okay, somebody gets it. If you are born of the word, you realize what is in you. In the beginning was, the word was, the word was, the word is giving you birth. The word has given you birth. God has given birth to you. Okay. I wonder why we have to keep repeating these things. I just get it the third time. First John chapter 4, verse 4. What does it say? You are you are of little remember you are God because you are all sons of the most high. You are of God little children and have overcome them because he who is in you who is in us the way that was in the beginning Christ that is greater than he who is in the world. What does the next one say? They are of the, therefore they speak as of the, and the world hears them. Next one. You are, we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. This side, you look very happy. This side, they are happy up to here. Going that way, I don't know what's happening. Let us lend it like this today. We are from above, right? We are born of God. We are gods. We are given divine authority to speak those things that be not as though they are so that they can become. That is why Maranajas are whoever you curse will be cursed. Whoever you bless will be blessed. Whatever you say you will have. 
He says, abide in me as I abide in you. And whatever you shall ask in my name, because you are God, you are from above, they are from beneath. Are you following? How come you and I are failing? It's simple. Who influences what we do? It says, we are from above, therefore we hear what is from above. John 10, my sheep hear my voice, but they will not follow the voice of a stranger. So Christ speaks. I have given you authority over demons, over this, over that, to trample under food. I, I, I hear what Christ is saying. You shall lay hands upon the sick. Wow, I'm from above. The Father says, Jesus says, I only do what the Father does. And I only say what the Father says. Because I am from above, I can do what only the Father says I must do. From above, we are not dictated upon by people from below. The Bible says, he who's from above judges all things and is he himself not judged by anything from below. Okay, watch. Can I have two people stand up? Any two people? Okay. Because you, you are a guy, you will be... No, it's fine. Let's, you will be from below. She's from above. I am from above. I have a mandate to execute authority from above. When I do things, because my heart is from above. My mind, I have the mind of Christ. Are you following? So from there, she will hear from above. How does the above speak? The above speaks from the word. Because the word is God. So whoever hears from above, hears from the word. And from the spirit. Why? Because that one has the mind of Christ. He's not using a carnal mind. He takes the things of the spirit by the spirit. Are you following Obviously, that's not you. The man from below, it's shocking. He listens and is listened to by people from below. And he cannot discern things from... You know what the tragedy is? Is when, like most of us do, a man from above starts listening to people from below. Listen what has just happened. She has just become like him. Thank you. And that's how most of us are. You listen to people from below too much. TV. It's an arena of people from below. They tell you what is from a lot of secular magazines you read. They drag you. They devalue you. They make you useless for the kingdom because they drag you to their level. You don't have the revelation that 
These people, have you realized how long Zalwan Asiras? When you speak to people who are not born again, they don't hear you. Why? Because the Bible says you are from above. They're like, ah, hey, Nina, you just like praying, pray, 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 pray. The Bible from above says I must pray without ceasing. Hey, Luna, no, the word of God, oh, the word of God is coming. Don't you know when the word of God comes, God comes. The anointing comes. Deliverance and healing comes. But we are from above. We are intimidated by people from below. And then they start speaking. generations. And before long, your soul is enslaved by the men from below. You watch TV and get angry. How foolish can you get now? Hey! What's wrong? It's just acting. I wish you knew. It's just, there's a director who says, how about you must act like this. And then because you are from above, listening from, guess how you react? Your mind is full of materials from, that is why ye are gods, but you will die like mere men. You will lose the anointing to these things that adds nothing to the faith. You will lose your ability to pray for the sick. You know why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But when you seldom hear the word of God. You will lose all these things that you will keep, as I say, you will go to, the, to God's kingdom. Ne? And you will window shop the blessings. You will die a mere man, although God has raised you and elevated you to the level of a God on earth. You will surely die as what? Shall we stand up?